another episode of A Geekly, presented to you by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? What up, Nick? We are back. We are back. It's been a minute. It's been like... Uh, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. Two weeks. It's been, it's been like 10 About. days or some shit since we've done Ooh. a pod. Um, no, nah, like, honestly, last week, I was just like, there there hadn't been, like, a whole lot of news, and then, like, a shit ton broke in between Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And then, like, Thursday, I was thinking about doing a pod, and I don't know. I I was just like, yeah. Nobody else was like, no one else spoke up, and so I was like, fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, one's, um, no one's in a rush. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's just not prevalent, and I'm I'm been focused on a lot of other things. So, um, oh, but, I got you, uh, but I got yeah, you. we we had to get back to it, obviously, uh, because we do have a lot to talk about now. We got a lot of news to break down, and we got to break down these duos. Um, so without further ado, I guess let's get mm-hmm. into these duos. We got. The, the the top ten duos um, of uh, the NBA. Um, granted, this is not specifically related to this season, um, so we're not really factoring in um, injury per se. This is just our kind of blanket statement as to what the best duos currently, when these guys are healthy, are in the league. Um, so uh, we have the Brooklyn Nets with uh, Kyrie and KD. We have the Denver Nuggets with Jokic and Jamal Murray. We have the Golden State Warriors with Steph and Clay. We have the Houston Rockets with uh, Harden and Westbrook. We have the LA Clippers with Kawhi and PG. The Lakers with LeBron and AD. Milwaukee la, 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 and Chris, uh, Philly with Embiid and Simmons, Portland with Dane and CJ, and then Utah with Mitchell and Gobert. That I can see it to you. I would have picked Conley, but um, long term, obviously it's it's Mitchell and Gobert, so I can see that to you. Um, I'm in. Uh, out of all these teams, we're going to count this, count this down. So we're going to start at 10, go back to 1. Um, I'm thinking as far as number 10, we've got a couple candidates here. I think Utah, Portland, Philly. Now I'm going to leave it at that. Maybe Denver. Maybe you put Denver in that mix for, for you know, that, that bottom bottom tier of the top ten. Um, what are you thinking? I'm thinking uh, I'm something similar. I'm thinking obviously the top two is probably the LA team. And so like for me <clears throat> it's, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> uh, I guess it's I guess ten. My ten would probably probably uh, I'm gonna probably go with the Jazz. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. Right, and, and it's like, it, yeah. Well, it's it's our it's 
kind of fits in on our biggest rule. If you can't pick a top two, you're probably not going to be in the top ten. Now, the Jazz right, right. happen to have two really good fucking guards and Mitchell right. and Conley. But nevertheless, like, they have these two really good guards, but not like a – neither of them are elite guards. Like, Conley, he's never made an all-star game. Probably should have made an all-star game. He definitely would have had he been playing in the East. Um, but, right. uh, you know, for him. he's never been on that elite level. Um, Mitchell is not on that elite level yet, and Gobert is a defensive juggernaut, but he's not even really on that elite, elite level of, you know, just like a a two-way player. You know, he's a, he's a defensive juggernaut, but he can get played off the court um, in certain circumstances, uh, and he's definitely not offensively elite. Um, so I think that's the duo with the most holes. If you will, so yeah, I would I would probably say I would agree with you there. Um, anything you want to add before we? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go with number I'll I'll uh, throw out a number nine. Yeah, and then we'll we'll see where we we get from there. But anything you want to add about the Jets? <laughs> no, I think you you laid it out. Like you said, I think that our biggest rule throughout to make it easier for us was um, if you can't if you don't have a solid one two, <laughs> you know what I mean. If you, if you have too many people, uh, it's it's hard to say you're a top two. Um, right. Unless unless you're like a superstar team, like if there's like four guys and they're like awesome, but that's not the case anymore. <laughs> like it wasn't with the Warriors and shit. That was a difficult choice right. back then, but still, um, uh, for sure. Right now, the Jazz. Uh, my Collins just got there, and I like really like. Uh, Mitchell and so for me it's it's pretty much a ten ten for me right now. I mean they they have a chance to prove themselves this year and move up the rankings, but for yeah. right now they are not. <laughs> Indeed, um, and just real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, Dallas with Luca and Kristaps. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were probably they'd probably be eleventh. Um, they just barely missed mention- the cut. Honorable mention, uh, and uh, I also want to give a shout out to Indy. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely disagreed on who to go with there. We were both obviously picked Vic, um, but then you know, I mean, I was leaning more towards either Miles Turner or even Malcolm Brogdon, and you were more in that Sabonis camp. Um, you, mm-hmm. you love that 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 fucking uh, Eastern Brilliant. European. Lithuanian <laughs> legend, son of a legend. Um, son of a legend. So, uh, but yeah, uh, so shout out to those two teams. Just want to give some love me this last uh, to season, them. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, man, he was good. He was good. He, he, I think he really put together a really good case for uh, six men of the year. Um, in fact, uh, Jackie Mack uh, said today, or you know, when it, I listened to it today, she said whenever they recorded it on um, uh, the uh, Hoop Collective podcast uh, that she actually picked him for Sixth Man of the Year because um, she thought his really? impact was um, – yeah, she thought his impact was bigger um, for their team than um, any one impact was from the two Clippers guys. She thought, like, okay. they right. really benefited off one another, and so, like, they right. kind of – you know, we're like and a six really and seven starters. man combo. Yeah, yeah well, it was weird. They were finishers for sure, 
and like that sure, yeah. you know like that the the fact that they had each other made their lives so much easier whereas you know Sabonis didn't have that and still like if you look at the stats like still like delivered so much for that team so yeah. um, there's, there's an argument to be it's going to be yeah it's going to sure. be interesting to see this year how he fares as a power forward um right you know with this team maybe we'll get to that later in some uh in some lingering questions uh but yes. anyway let's move on uh okay for for the next spot i'm going to nominate i think i'm going to go with the nuggets I'm going to go with Jokic and Murray. Um, I fucking love Jokic. Uh, Like, that guy is easily a fucking top ten player in this league. But I think Murray, out of anybody on this list of players, is arguably the weakest. Um, Like, I I would take Mitchell over Murray. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I I just would take Jokic – like so much before I would take Gobert, even though Gobert's got the defensive. Like Jokic is just a fucking anomaly of a player. Um, but I do think I would go Denver as far as number nine. Um, I, you know, I I really like this duo. Um, again, I, I do think there is some question as to who's actually the second best player on this team. I, I mean, I think I think Murray's proved himself enough in the playoffs. Um, obviously to get that uh, huge extension. Uh, and, and I think he's going to be really fucking good for this team. And I just think they work so well together that like, that is like something that has to like factor into a great duo, which is why I think we have them in our top ten. It's not just them individually. It's how they um, play on the court together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think like – as far as like a duo, like you know, if you were to swap out someone like Jamal Murray for Bradley Beal, then we'd be having to fucking like really like fucking like rank them way higher. Um, but the simple fact is that you know it, yeah, Murray's still got a lot to prove. Um, I think Jokic is there, uh, but I think Murray's still got a you know um, he's got an, another level to move up to. So uh so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate them for number nine. Uh you, you cool with that? Yeah, that's fine with me. Word. Anything you wanna add? Nope. Again, you uh laid it out pretty nicely. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, well then uh take the next one. I'll give you uh, a well, couple that you could pick from. I would say right. Portland, Philly, Milwaukee, Houston. Yeah, that's probably where I would end it. So out of those yeah. four, who who would you pick? I was leaning towards uh, Milwaukee and um, Philly. So between those two, I just didn't know which one. So that's where I'm Wow, leaning. so you got Portland above them. I do. They've just – Wow. They've surpassed my, my – my, um, Doubts more times than the other two. <laughs> the this is where we're going <laughs> to differ, my friend. Uh, I I'm just think Portland's say better okay. than them. Well, I I would give you – okay, I would say this. I would say obviously Giannis is better than Lillard. I would put Lillard right. slightly ahead of Embiid. Um, just mm-hmm. personally, I think like I think Lillard is the seventh best player in the NBA. I think it beat his eighth. 
So, like, it's only slightly. Um, but, uh, like, I think Simmons, like, I think, obviously, part of this is due to projection. Uh, so, where I think they're going to go. Um, but I think Simmons is better than McCollum if he, you know, can improve and make that third-year third year leap. Um, you know, I, I, I and I think Middleton is, at best, like, equal to McCollum. He may not be quite as good as CJ. He's definitely better defensively. Um, but, like, CJ's no slouch on defense. And, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think McCollum's just a little more clutch than Middleton. But I think Giannis is just that much better than Dame um, as far as, like, that, that upper tier um, of players to where I would – give them the slight edge. Um, but I think we should just talk about all three of these teams. So, like, wherever we want to fit them, they would be, what, six, seven, and eight, right? Right. Okay, so, like, let's talk about that. You got Portland, six, and then Milwaukee and Philly, seven or, or eight. It's, it's tough right. for you to decide, but like that's that's right. the tier we got these teams in. Um, so so like, why do you feel that? Uh, I just I kind of rank. I get, I think together I, I've seen the Portland duo. They've been together longer. They've, they've surprised me more <laughs> throughout the year. Um, Milwaukee, I just think Middleton. As much as I like Middleton, uh, I think he he's just not as good as like the others in, in, in the list. Uh, he kind of stands out a little bit, and then um, uh, and I think the only thing holding uh, the Philly from being higher is going to be Simmons' jump shot. But I think overall they, they right. probably would be higher if you know if uh, Ben can hit a shit, you know. If and when Ben <laughs> makes a fucking jump shot, like you know, like especially a three pointer, like that would be that'd be really nice. Um, right. Yeah. Exactly. No. I mean, I, I feel you. Like I like because I feel like Giannis and Bead and Dame are like all in that top ten air. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like Middleton, Simmons, and McCollum are all in that 20 to 30 range. Like, would you agree right. with that? Like, I agree. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, I think it's just a matter of preference, like where you have any one of those given guys placed, um, those second tier guys. Like I have Giannis second. I have in, uh, Lillard seventh, Embiid um, eighth. And then I'm not I don't know exactly where I have Middleton, Simmons, and McCollum. Um, but you know, somewhere in that twenty to thirty range, I'd have it but I would have it ranked I would have Simmons, then McCollum, then Middleton. Um so, you know, I I would probably go I think the difference between Giannis and Embiid gives the Bucks like a slight edge as far as that sort of ranking as far as just like duos uh, so I think I would go Bucks 6 6 or 7 Portland 8 and you are Blazers 6 who do you have 7? The Bucks or the Sixers? 
Uh, I'm going to say the Sixers. Okay. Uh, Sixers, seven, and then Bucks, eight. Bucks. Damn, you are mm-hmm. definitely low on Middleton. You've been watching those fucking uh, World Cup games, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it didn't help. It didn't like, help. Motherfuckers <laughs> coming off the bench, you can't even score. What the fuck? You're going to get some dude named Wakalafalava. Come on, dude. <laughs> Say that out loud. <laughs> How many vowels are in that name? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, he, well, he's from Eastern Europe. Uh, there you go. But, uh, so that. Yeah, no. the Lithuanian names are fucking insane. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I can dig it though. Like I, I, I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I, I see what you're getting at. Um, as far as like why you would have them rank that kind of way. Um, and as good as Giannis is like, it, it's like really, yeah. it, it, it kind of does boil down to who's really his second guy. And of course it's Middleton. But like, is that enough? And that's just gonna fuel this this whole conversation of what's what's Giannis gonna do in a couple years, like when he's free agent, you know? Yeah. Um I think that talk's gonna mm-hmm. ramp up this season, man. Um, you're gonna hate it because um, it's I gonna am. be just like Anthony Davis <laughs> really all over am. again. Yeah, yeah, I like you're, you're really gonna hate it. Um <laughs> but uh but hey man, we saw with, with Anthony Davis where there was smoke, there was fire. So um it don't negate much don't fire. negate the reporting. Um yeah, but right, as long as it's get not into, like as drama filled as uh as I like to call uh A D Gate. You know, it's fucking annoying like how all the drama there. A D Gate. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was more referring to just, like, we were talking about this AD shit, though, like, a year ago, and even yeah. before all the shit happened. I didn't want like, to hear it then. I was like, why don't you Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that, you know, that was, that was like, um, maybe a year or two early, but, I mean, obviously it wasn't. I mean, yeah, obviously he did eventually demand a trade, so... Um, this is true, but uh, but yeah, uh, obviously uh, that's that's going to be something where just it's it's inarguable. We're going to have to discuss it later on this year, and uh, it's just the way it goes, man. Um, it'll be a storyline, but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, indeed, especially when the Bucks, even with Giannis, only have the eighth best duo in the fucking league, according to you, <laughs> like. I mean that's that's what it boils down to, man. Um, but uh, but all right. Uh, so uh, you had uh, let's see, Portland six, Philly seven, Bucks eight. I had uh, I think Bucks six, uh, Philly seven, Portland eight. Um, so we're basically just kind of backwards on that one. Uh, all right, let's move on to our top five. So we got the Nets. Favorite team to hate: uh, the Warriors, the Rockets, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Um, who you crown him with the number five out of these teams? Mm, that's a tough one. Um, well, I don't think it's that hard at all. 
Uh, five uh, rockets. Yes, I agree. All right, that's what I figured. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, go ahead. I'm I'm giving you the window. Oh, I've, been, I thought you... <laughs> I've talked way more on this podcast already. <laughs> oh my bad. Um, yeah, I, I I do think the Rockets. I just if you look at the other half or whatever the fuck the other the other duos involved, uh, I just don't think they have the that. Um, they miss it. I mean, there's something there. Obviously, that, like between Westbrook and, and James Harden, I can't. I mean, we haven't seen them play together to be fair. <laughs> so this could, right. this could be a terrible match for all we know. Uh, we're just basing it on the fact that they're fucking my animals during the regular season, and their stat suffers mm-hmm. galore. Um, but <clears throat> it's one of those things where I, I defensively they, they're they much to be desired um, compared to their predecessors. And uh, I don't know. I just, it's just they're missing it. I think uh, the Splash Brothers are a step above, they've earned uh, at least a t- to me. The Splash Brothers have earned uh, to be in the top top five, but definitely probably more than five. So maybe four or three. You can make you can debate four or three. Uh, I'd probably put sure. them at three, but based on the merit and uh, less of a headache. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but um. As of right now, I'm going to have to go with Houston at the five. And then if it's the next four pretty much lay themselves out. But I guess we'll see in a minute. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, no, I, I'll, I agree. I think Houston I, – I mean, I think it boils down to this. Like, like you said, we don't know how they're going to play together. Um, we know Harden and Westbrook in and of themselves are great players. Westbrook was – terribly inefficient last year. He's somehow forgotten how to shoot fucking free throws. And like and it kills me to fucking say it because I fucking love Russell Westbrook. You know how much I fucking love Russell Westbrook. I know, I know. Like, I do too, man. But I know you do. Like we both do. Like anybody who plays the game like Russell Westbrook deserves the love of fucking basketball like teams like you and me. Um but, like, he's he just – we're going to have to see how he blends with Harden. I'm not certain that this is going to be any better or, like, if not way worse than uh, the, the matching of, of Harden and, and uh, CP3. Um, and, you know, I, I, my, my, my hope is that Westbrook starts to, like, move off ball a lot and – cuts and does things that he used to do when he played with KD back in the day. I I don't know if he'll do that. We'll see. Um, but, fuck, I hope so. Like, I, I hope this duo works out. I really do. I want – like, I want this Houston team to win a championship. I really do. Like, we saw KD win one, two. We saw Ibaka win one. I'd like for Harden and, and, and Westbrook to win one together. I'd like for all those guys to win one. And, it you know, if you're not – if you're a fan of that OKC team for the guys that were drafted and played there and everything else, um, you, you can you can take, like, uh, basically, uh, I don't want to say pride, uh, but, like, you, you can be happy about it 
Um, if you're like a legit OKC fan, you're not going to be happy about it because your team didn't win one. But like, I think all those guys deserve a fucking championship. They should have won one together. Um, and if they can all get one, like individually and, and, and Harden and Westbrook can get one on their own, then that, that would be great. I would, I would really love that. Um, but I, I do, I, I'm, I'm skeptical, man. I'm just not sure how it's all going to fit if Westbrook yep. is shooting 30% from three and 65, 70% from the line. Like, it's just, it, those are the two things to me that, like, are the biggest questions. Can Westbrook improve his shooting? I, I like, and I don't, he's never been a great three point shooter, um, but, like, he's been really bad as of late. Um, and I don't know, maybe, maybe playing in a different system and where he can spot out more and everything, maybe that changes right. things. I don't know, but right. like, I can't tell you how many times I watched OKC games and Westbrook would dribble, 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 spot up shoot. And I'd be like, God damn it, motherfucker. Why didn't you do that? And then like every now and then it'd be like, God damn it, motherfucker. Watch it. Okay. You made it. <laughs> like, um, but like, still like. It would like it, it got to the point where it would like honestly drive me crazy, and I couldn't get over it because I still wanted to root for him because I love the guy. Um, right. And I always I, I, I always took his side in the whole KD thing. Like I felt really bad for him that KD fucking left him and didn't fucking even like you know tell him he was leaving and left him not only you know there in OKC but left him to go join the team that you know beat them and. You know, I always, I just always felt bad for Russ. That's probably, it, that probably speaks more to why I, um, I, I had such ill feelings towards Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors more than anything. I just felt bad for Russ, man. Like I really did, and I know a lot of people yeah. did because they were like, it's Russ's fault that KD left. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. Right. Like I understand that train of thought. I just, I don't know. I never really bought into it. I thought if those those two guys that stayed together, they would have won a chip at some point. Like, I really do think that. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It, it, it's going to be tough to see how these two guys fit together. Can they also, like, can they really win a championship? Can they coexist with Eric Gordon as their three? Um, can they make a trade at some point to upgrade their lineup? It, these are all questions that you know, are going to have to be answered, but, um, no, nope. yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, all right. Number four, uh, as you alluded to, uh, splash bros, uh, Steph and Clay. Um, sorry, Draymond. Uh, we love you, but, uh, we're clay people here. Um, I, I, <laughs> I remember, I remember two years ago when I got mocked for saying clay Thompson was better than Draymond green, maybe it was three years ago. Um, but I've always said that, um, I think I maybe pulled you to my side of the argument over the last couple of years. Um, Mm -hmm. maybe not, maybe you've always thought it too. Um, but, uh, like Steph, Steph and Clay are just fucking great. Um, obviously Steph, it goes without saying, uh, he's one of the top five best players in the league. Uh, and Clay is just the quintessential fucking He's he's this this era Scottie Pippen. That's what he is. 
Like, he really fucking is. He is the guy who, like, gets not enough shine because he plays next to somebody who's so enigmatic and so defining of an era of basketball. And he doesn't get the shine, but, like, fucking Clay Thompson is a fucking beast, man. He's one of the greatest defenders to ever play the game. Uh, And it's crazy because, like, you know, he just now won an All-NBA fucking defensive team this past season. It was the first one he won. Uh, and he, like, never gets credit because he doesn't, like, post up stats. And it's just like, do you watch fucking games? Do you watch Clay Thompson, like, fucking shut down people game to game to game to game? Like, he does it every fucking game, every time they need him to do it. He's like, oh, like, you need me to guard LeBron James? No doubt. I got mm-hmm. it. Like, he's I just such a it. fucking badass, dude. He uses his strength, his six seven frame and six nine wingspan to keep people in front of him, contest shots, and make those guys miss shots. He doesn't go for steals. Um, he doesn't like like get antsy and jump and try to get blocks. Um, you know, I know we've talked about on this show before how Mitchell Robinson, you know, he got a bunch of blocks, um, you know, this past season, but he also got a bunch of fouls and he's got to work on you know, not going for everything. You know, mm-hmm. and Clay is like the expert at that. Maybe Clay's a little conservative about it, but like Clay is like going to D up your best player. Um, no doubt. He can guard one through four, no problem. Like, I love that fucking guy. It's my favorite fucking player in the league. Um, like, with no bias, like, no team affiliation, my favorite player in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, number four, uh, anything you want to add? Maybe you want to talk about how badass Steph is since I just went on a tangent about how badass fucking Clay is. <laughs> uh, I can do that, considering I think the man was uh, – I mean, there was a moment in Steph Curry's career where you thought he might be the best player in the world. I mean, there really was. Yes. There was a really – a small portion it of time. It was a fucking argument. Like, yeah, there was that one season, and you were sitting, and I remember sitting there. I'm like, man, maybe he is the best right now. I just did not yeah. see it. It just came so quickly, and LeBron, I'm like, and then LeBron literally, there's that image of LeBron like looking at him like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like <laughs> he's got that look on his face and everything, like. You ain't shit, <laughs> <laughs> little dude, man. But he was—he could. Yeah. He was out. He was insane. How good he really actually is. And that was all after his ankle issues. Because remember him having ankle issues, like, oh man, will right. he ever be healthy? That's why they got him hurt. on that fucking contract. <laughs> yeah, that's they got him on that Kimball Walker deal, him up. and that's why I helped him yeah. get. Uh, that's why I helped him get Katie. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. His injuries is what really what were the real saviors for the Warriors at the end of the day, right. uh, in the beginning. Um, but man, like he is a he's a beast. I mean, he sacrificed, you know, uh, probably more than anyone. Well, maybe not more than everyone because uh, probably Clay probably sacrificed the most <laughs> at the end of the day uh, in terms right. of offensively um, when KD got there. But yeah, man, like I. Steph Curry is a top player, no, no doubt in my mind. Oh, wow, they're doing gardening right now. That's great. 
Um, but uh, give me one second. You can talk. Go ahead, you talk. One second for what? All right, one second. Um, there you go. One second. Go ahead. <laughs> God damn! All right, that was too quick. <laughs> you don't hear the, <laughs> the, the chainsaw in the background? Nah. Oh, good. Fine. Fuck. That's just me then. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, we talked enough about Steph in my opinion. So it is what it is. Steph and Clay, the Splash Brothers. I mean, you, there's an argument you could say that they're probably third. Honestly, they're that fucking good. Um, but you know, the the new new duo down in Brooklyn um, may have something to say about that, as uh, they are the uh, I like to call them the erratic and the enigmatic duo. Um, oh, I like and it. And you like it, right? Because they're fucking crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Because you know, once once. Katie's a hundred percent healthy. We'll have a better understanding. But man, if he was, let's say he was hundred percent healthy, they'd be very, very hard to stop. <laughs> they'd probably be the best offensive duo, bar none. I mean, honestly, would you think? Do you think any any duo would be a better offensive than those two? Ah, oh, man, that's that's fucking hard. Um, I mean, I think you could stack any of the top three up against each other. Honestly, possibly, yeah. Yeah, I still think uh, they'd probably like, be the specifically best. Specifically, offensively, <laughs> I think it's like, I mean, I think defensively, the other two are better. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. They definitely are. But like, but offensively, like, I think, I, I mean, I even like because I think, I think LeBron and AD offensively is just that. That's the best to me. That's um, gonna be, they're going to be fucking great. I have no doubt about it. Nah. Yeah, they're going to be fucking amazing, dude. I can't wait to watch it. They are. Um, uh, AD like, is a freak. But like and, even, wow. even, Kawhi, even Kawhi and Paul George, it's like I like Kyrie is better offensively than Paul George, and KD is like a little better offensively than than um, than Kawhi. But like mm-hmm. – it's it's such a narrow margin. It's not. It's definitely not like a fucking valley. Like I mean, it's so mm-hmm. narrow. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, and like the Splash Brothers too, man. The best shooting duo of all time. Probably the two best shooters to ever live playing next to each other. Uh, so it's yeah, like unless you saw that fucking a... report that ESPN dropped the other day. What they report? What was that about? No, oh, well they who's, who's they bullshit? had. <laughs> they had a, uh, they had the the best shooters of the 2010s, uh, and mm-hmm. they had Steph at one. Uh, I don't okay. remember who they had at two. Maybe James, but they had LeBron at three really? and Clay at four. Yeah, and I was like, really? Okay, bruh. <laughs> I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I don't know how they came up with it. I didn't really like read. The, the whole article, I was just like, I was out at right. LeBron at three as the best shooter, right. one of the best shooters. Like, I mean, yeah, I think, it, I think it had to do more with like, LeBron at three. yeah, I think it had to more <laughs> more to do with like efficiency and everything. Which, okay, I okay. can understand. Yeah. But then don't yeah, call yeah, it yeah. don't call it best shooter. Call it something else, you know. But anyway, most efficient shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. a little different. But like, he's not but taking as many, that, but when he takes them, right. <laughs> But like that's the thing. Like even it, even when you like span it like that, it's like what what does LeBron shoot from the line? 
I don't know, like 75%, something like that, 73 Pump shit. Maybe? Not good. Yeah. Not, good. Not, not great. He's never shot 80% no. from the line in a, in, in a season in his whole career. So. If you if you shoot 70% free throws, that's not good. I'm just not good. That's not good at all for any player. Right. I'm fuck who you are. Right. <laughs> 70. Right. <laughs> Unless you're like a center. If you're a, a center, center and you shoot right. 70%, fine. A center that's not known for shooting, I'll forgive you, but still, I mean, I'm expecting some 80s, you know. But it's more understandable if you're a center, yeah, obviously. Right. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. okay. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, talk to. Talk to. Who you got? I know who you got, but tell the audience who you got. Based on momentum, <laughs> I gave uh, the duo of Kawhi and Paul George a slight edge over the newest uh, LA duo. Crazy. The other LA duo. Fucking crazy talk. Of LeBron yeah. and AD. And maybe it's just a bias. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, after after I saw what I saw, I mean, we had two guys in in Katie. I mean, Katie. Wow. Ooh, uh in uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George, who were right there for MVP, and now they're playing next to each other. Um, they had two. They both had really good seasons. You know, Paul George kind of fell off towards the end, but. Um, I mean, and Kawhi just single-handedly dominated games during the playoffs. I just think, again, it's just trending. I'm not saying they actually will be the better duo at the end of the day, but I think they're trending up. They're trending higher. Uh, there was a lot of bullshit last year between LeBron and AD, and AD, LeBron got hurt, and, and and AD got fake hurt. You know, there was a lot of bullshit there. <laughs> it was one of those things where uh, I just gave the, the Clippers a slight edge of, with the Kawhi and Paul George and and that duo over AD and LeBron. Okay, so it's a, it's a it's maybe at least somewhat like a political thing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, I still think it's LeBron and AD um, for the simple reason that the gap between LeBron and Kawhi is minuscule. But the gap between AD and Paul George is gargantuan. Like, dude, fucking I love Paul George. Like, he is he's easily one of the top ten best players in the league. He's, like, number nine or ten. Like, he's right in there. Um, For sure. But, you know, like, AD at number five, six, four, wherever you want to put him, he is mm-hmm. so much better than fucking Paul George. He really is. Like, he he can guard the perimeter. He can guard the post. Um, like, Paul George can't guard the post. Um, he can fucking score at any level of the court. Um, he can fucking create his own shot. He can pick and roll. He can play off the ball just as well. Like, he's just better, man. Like, he's just way better than Paul George. Um, and, like, I, again, not a knock on Paul George one of the fucking best players in today, uh, in today's league. But, like, I don't know, man. I, I got to go. Like, the, the discrepancy between he, uh, AD and PG being as big as I perceive it to be, like, 
has to I mean that just has to dictate that I'm going to pick the Lakers as the best duo. Like and I don't even think the Lakers are like one of the top five or six best teams. because um, I don't like hardly anything else on their whole fucking roster. Um but I do love those yeah. two fucking players. Are you um, hating on Dwight Howard? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, no. Uh, I I'm not <laughs> specifically at least. Um I, that would I mean, have been I to do kind of back in the day. Though. I just hate, I just hate the roster construction as a whole, man. Like, really? Again, like they 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 like bit they did on better the than whole Kawhi Leonard thing, and just waited. And like, it's like, dude, you had all this money, you could have signed, yeah, so many good players. Like, look at all the good players you signed for like really cheap deals. You could have gotten all of those guys. Like, can me? You think Ed Davis would have? Fucking, like, if you had offered him the same contract, the the two year ten million dollar contract, um, that he would have been like, nah, you know what? I want to be in Utah, <laughs> like Salt Lake City, bruh. Like that's where it's at. Like, no, like, come on, like Move there's just, <laughs> there's just so many fucking players out there who signed for like really cheap deals that I think the Lakers could have really persuaded to come and play there. Um, and you know, I, I, I get it. A lot of people said like, well, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't like crucify them for this. It was worth it. You know, if you, if you had a shot, if you had a 1% chance of getting Kawhi Leonard, you, you had to go for it. And it's like, did you, I don't know. Did you, uh, I mean, cause that's mm-hmm. basically what it was. I mean, I, it, I know the hype built around it. Um, but like, come on, dude, you, you gotta be able to read through the fucking tea leaves i like i you know this for a fact like i never bought into him going to the lakers ever i was like that motherfucker is not going to the lakers even when fucking luke came out and was like he's going to the lakers i fucking hate it but he's going to the lakers i was like no he's not he's not fucking going to the lakers i don't care where he goes he's not going to fucking lakers there's no way he's gonna go team up with fucking lebron and ad and play third fiddle to both of those guys, no, no not Kawhi. He's not gonna do it. Um, and like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, not like I'm. I mean, I could have easily been wrong, but I, I mean, I ended up not being. And well, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. The their the Lakers roster is is not great. Um, but their fucking two best players are the. Best duo in the fucking NBA. Like, those two guys are going to be so much fucking fun to watch. Like, I I just wonder how much those two guys can really carry this team. And can they carry them to the promised land? Like, can they carry this team to a championship? I don't know. (laughs) I don't Uh... know. I think the Clippers are going to win it this year, personally. But I think they'll give them a fight for their life, that's for sure. <clears throat> I, I need to look up how much salary the Lakers will have to cobble together to go get Chris Paul. <laughs> oh, um, oh, it's going to be a lot. Um, like, definitely Danny Green. <laughs> uh <laughs> Danny Green and 
I mean, that's a, that's see, fifteen million dollars. That's their biggest other salary. Like fucking Chris Paul's making thirty eight million dollars. You got to get at least to like thirty three or thirty two yeah. to like match that. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're you're, you're talking about cobbling <laughs> together like a bunch of players. Like, nah, it wouldn't be Kuzma. It'd be, I mean, it it'd I'm be more like Danny Green, Caldwell Pope. Um, oh. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how they can get there. I really don't. I don't. I mean, I think they would just have to trade like seven players just to match the salary. Like, it probably wouldn't be that much still. But nevertheless, I'll look um, it up. I'll look it up. uh, Well, how much is Chris Paul making? Thirty-eight ish. Thirty-eight five, I think. All right, yeah. So, KCP making eight. Uh, Danny Green's making fourteen this year. Yeah. Uh, that's rough. Uh, so that's what twenty-two. Yeah. yeah, and then you have Avery Bradley and Joel Embiid both making like four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Javale's making four. Okay, oh. <laughs> so you can cobble together those four guys, and then maybe somebody else, and that would be enough. That so, I mean, I'd be worth it. <laughs> I, Jared, I mean, Jared Dudley, two and a half. You'd have to throw in Rondo in that deal. There ain't no way fuck Chris Ball's coming to play with a team that's got Rondo. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Trade Rondo. Yep. So yeah, you have to throw him in that deal. Um, yeah. That. And got the roster know. though, like fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean it does, but like, does it? Does it really? I mean, the only person you're getting rid of that's really of any major consequence is Danny Green. And give me Chris yeah. Ball over Danny Green, like fucking Good. any day of the week and twice on Sunday, like you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> You'd have to find a wing for yeah. Daniels. Clint Daniels is now the starting shooting guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it would be weird. Oh. Um, and maybe you could flip Kuzma for somebody. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I know they love Kuzma, but, like, they really should fucking trade him. They should have fucking crap, uh, kept uh, uh, Josh Hart, like, in um, an yeah, extra true. draft pick. Like trade Kuzma, keep Hart, and an extra draft pick, and use that draft pick for you know future trades. Um, probably would have been a better better move, but I digress. Um, anyway, all right. Um, let's not belabor the fact that's that's our top ten. Uh, so we obviously have some differences, but um, overall, I think we settled yeah. basically on the same top ten. Um, yeah, More I mean, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't feel like. Well, I feel like, as far as the, um, I don't feel like our whoever your eleven is or my eleven is, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't creeping into this top ten for either one of us. So, um, mm-hmm. so essentially, one through ten, uh, with with the same tiers but just slightly different rankings within said tiers, um. But yeah, this was fun, man. Uh, I'm glad we uh, 
I'm glad we broke yeah, this down. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Indeed. Indeed. All right, let's get into some news. Uh, so Spain won the World Cup. Rubio won the MVP. Uh, you know, um, eh, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Um, hey, well, look, if it wasn't going to be U.S., uh, I, I, I could have just guessed Spain, but I thought maybe it'd be someone else finally this year, but no, it's top they are, it's when it's not us, it's them, usually how it works. Um, they still managed yeah. to pull it out of their ass. Um, we played absolutely terrible towards the end of that tournament. Um, but don't expect, uh, I'm putting the world on notice right now, don't expect the same result next year during the Olympics. I'm just telling you right now. Do you hear me, world? <laughs> and don't, don't expect the same result in Phoenix next year, Rubio. Good luck with that, you fucking hey, asshole. Hey, man. Don't be hating on fucking Ricky Rubio. You earned that fucking. <laughs> You've always liked Ricky. <laughs> I do like Ricky, man. It's going to be good in Phoenix, um, man. Watch. It's going to be pretty good. I'm not going to do much, but I think I, I don't know. They have a weird fucking lineup. I, I do like it, though. It could work. It's just, yeah, it's just a lot fine. of the question marks. Yeah, he yeah fine. he's fine. He's, fine he's, just, he's just not not a good shooter. But um, no, hopefully, you know, they have Saric, they have Booker, obviously, and uh, uh, Bridges. Um, those are hopefully three good shooters to put around uh, Rubio and um, Aiton. Uh, so maybe that works out. Like maybe that's a maybe that turns out to be like a good roster. Rubio's still young enough to where he can. Um, kind of fit in with that team uh, transitionally, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean maybe maybe it ends up working out long term. Um, not hold my breath though. Um, no, I, don't. I, I, <laughs> I think I just want to say this before we we move on from this. I think Rubio winning the MVP is like the ultimate referendum on like what we were talking about last week as far as the U.S. needing to have, like, essentially, it doesn't matter the fucking talent that you have. Um, like, mm-hmm. the U.S. should always win based on talent. Just get people who right. are going to fucking commit and stay and fucking learn how to play together and fucking do it for, like, several off-seasons and, and any chance they get who, you know, live and breathe basketball, and we will win. But when you have a situation where everyone's dropping out and even though we've got the most depth and, you know, top to bottom, the best talent, it doesn't matter because we we don't know how to play together. Um, Chemistry. Whereas, you know, a team like fucking Spain knows how to play together and Rubio knows how to play with all these guys. So he gets to, you know, essentially um, accentuate his talents to the best of his possible possible. Uh, uh, Apex, and right. right, you know that's why he gets MVP, and you know we just gotta figure that out. We really do, and and I don't, I'm not, I'm not fucking smart enough to sit here and say that I have the answers. I certainly don't, but um, I hope somebody out there is um, smart enough to figure it out. Right. I am too. Yeah. So. Me too. Yeah. Shit yeah. happens. Come on, USA. <laughs> like, fucking. Yeah, I'll be back. Seven? Seven? Come on, yeah. man. Seven. Seven. <laughs> That's Seven. fucking ridiculous. 
yeah, it's fucking it's really bad. All right, let's move on. Right. Uh, Sean Livingston, he has retired. Um, don't want to spend too much time on this, but um, dude, Livingston, obviously he was a, a really high draft pick. I think he was number four overall. Um, and um, yeah. obviously had like catastrophic injuries that derailed his career, but was able to make a comeback with the Warriors um, and Mm -hmm. was a quintessential part in the Warriors um, runs. Um, Essentially, like, dude, like, Livingston is kind of one of the really funny players to play on the Warriors because when you think about the Warriors, you think about three-point shots, but, like, Livingston Mm -hmm. never shot threes, ever. Nope. Did not, never. Like, but his mid-range game, especially on that, like, side fucking post, like, maybe 15 mm-hmm. feet away from the basket on the side, like, that shot was fucking money. Um, especially, like, when he got into, like, 10 feet. Uh, and, like, dude, it, it, his fucking, his frame, he's like six foot eight point guard. Like, he was just, he was fucking great for that team. He was the perfect complement to Steph Curry. Um, it's exactly, uh, you know, why I wanted my Hawks to go get Frank Nilakina. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like, cause I was like, Trey Young, kind of Steph Curry-esque, uh, you know, Nilakina kind of, you know, uh, oh, man, not really, um, but like somewhat shocked in that. Um, but like, nevertheless, uh, dude fucking balled out for that team uh definitely was a big part in them winning that team he's never gonna make like mm-hmm. hall of fame or anything like that but like um fucking great career uh and great mm-hmm. career in spite of horrific injuries that almost fucking ended his career and props to the warriors for fucking finding that diamond in the rough that just they needed they needed that kind of dude off the bench who could like not only um, play the, you know, 12 minutes a game that Steph wasn't going to play, um, but could also fit next to Steph when you needed him to. So, like, you could give Clay a little extra rest if he needed it. And, like, Steph could play off ball and, you know, Sean could run the point um, to give Steph a little bit of a breather while he's on the court. Um, just a perfect compliment to that team. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Sean Livingston, fucking baller. Um, just, just, I don't know. They're just, just fucking awesome player. Anything you want to add, man? Yeah, man. Like Sean Livingston, true pro, man. Like, like remember that? I remember when he got hurt and fucked up his knee, and it, it was pretty bad. You never knew if he was gonna come back, and he was always pretty decent player. And I remember. Well, that was, like, around the time I was really starting to get into basketball, and it was, like, he was a big point guard when big point guards weren't very, like, common. <laughs> so, right. like, when he made his comeback, because uh, I know he ended up playing for the Mets a little bit, and, uh, and like, I, I I kept track of him. And, you know, he was, he was actually really good. Uh, wherever he went, he ended up being really good. He ended up on the Warriors. As a as a bench guy, and I'm like, wow, this motherfucker. And he was really good for them. He was a big part of why they were as good as they were. He really was one of those unsung heroes. Like you said, it wasn't like he was a great three point shooter, but that's not what he was there to do. He was there to 
control the team when Steph was off the floor, hit some uh, 15 footers and like add to the lead, basically pad stats. But he was always a good, always a good solid pro, and and I mean it's gonna be missed. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, nothing more to add. Just Sean Livingston. I, I honestly. I will add one more thing. I uh-huh. honestly really wish that um, uh, the Hawks had picked him up. I think given mm. what he – I know he's a shell of what he used to be and everything. Um, yeah. But I still <laughs> think like I, – I mean I still think like um, it would be nice to have him as like somewhat like – even third string behind Trey and 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 Evan Turner for the Hawks. Like I think he'd be, mm-hmm. I think he'd be a good, I think he'd be a good person to have on that team, uh, both for locker room and you know just in case, like kind of, you know, break glass in case of need type of shit. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's still a possibility. I don't know. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, props to Sean Livingston. All right, um, so I want to talk real quick. NBA has decided to void Nene's incentive-laden contract with the Houston Rockets. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go too deep into the details. I don't want to bore you, um, Joel. Please don't. Um, But basically, (laughs) uh, just just the Cliff Notes version. Uh, Oh, please. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rockets signed Nene. Nene to a contract in which they were only going to have to pay essentially like two and a half million dollars for, but it would be reflect on their um, on their um, books as around ten million dollars, and so they could use that as like trade bait um, to get somebody else. And they used all of these various okay. clauses um, to like make that work. These incentive based clauses. Um, and you know they uh essentially the the league uh said no you're you're not doing that. we know what you're doing here um you're not doing that um and I get it to some extent, like I get it um but nevertheless, like look, the fucking league was totally cool with giving um uh Kevin Durant quote unquote um like non uh, uh fuck what's it called um like uh in- incentives that that weren't um uh, uh projected uh basically the, the the phrasing is is slipping my mind um but they were cool with gotcha. giving him that on on his contract um so they could fit uh DeAndre Jordan in 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 the books on their roster, um, oh. and Kevin Durant's not even fucking playing this year. Like, True. you're given, you're given, so you're cool with like, okay, we're we're gonna give uh, Kevin Durant a one million dollar incentive uh, that is is not a non likely incentive, um, and we're we're cool with that, even though he's not gonna play this year, so. Really, what's I mean? Why should he be able to get a non-likely incentive when he's not even going to fucking play this year? 
based on the right. team's results. It makes no fucking sense. But you're going to, like, say we're not going to allow a uh, a contract that is essentially the opposite, that is, is based on likely results um, for Nene. Now, granted, these aren't actually like likely results. This is masterful manipulation and, and cap work by um, Daryl Morey um, because Nene wasn't going to meet any of these qualifiers. But based on the league's rules, um, they were able to include all of these various qualifiers. Um, I, I get it. I get the fact that you were basically like, yo, you're ma- manipulating the cap. We're not going to allow you to manipulate the cap. We like veto this contract. But if that's the case, then veto fucking Kyrie and Katie's contracts. Like, fucking come on, man. Like, let's call it spade a spade. Mm-hmm. Like, tell DeAndre he's got to take fucking six million dollars instead of ten. Like, let's be real here. Um, what? I, I, I like you. You just can't fucking go willy nilly and decide. We're going to do it here, but we're not going to do it there. That's my only thing. Um, I like. I think, and well, furthermore, here's my other thing: the the cap is already so fucking fucked up and structured such that it's difficult to make trades, make moves. There's all these fucking restrictions. Like you know. If you make a sign-in trade, you can't go over the luxury tax. So, like, the Heat are dealing with that now. So, like, maybe they want to trade for Chris Paul, but they can't fucking take in, like, more salary than they send back because they can't go over the luxury tax because they did a sign-in trade for Jimmy Butler. So, like, they're restricted for that this season. Like, there's already all of these little fucking anomalies, all these little fucking rules. You can't trade dead cap. We've talked about that, Joel. That's fucking mm. stupid. You should totally be able to trade dead cap. It's I money agree. on your books. That always annoys like, me. Right. Yeah, why can't you fucking trade it? It's money on your books. Like, why can't you trade right. money on your books for, you know, if Especially somebody's if willing, willing to, to take, take it, it, why can't you right, trade it? Right, right, um, So, like, again, I just – I, I don't like it when the league comes down on teams and is like, no, you can't do that because you outsmarted us. Well, if we outsmarted you, then change the fucking rules, motherfucker. You already make it strict as shit. Like, mm-hmm. like we outsmarted you. So what? So change the rules later. Don't tell us we can't do it. We followed your fucking rules. Like, that's what I'm saying. Go. <laughs> no, I mean, we pretty much laid it out. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I, like I told you all the time, like, I, how many times do I want to trade this, this dead money? And if they're willing to take the dead money, then trade the dead money. Um, but whatever, <laughs> I, I I don't, I, I know it annoys the shit out of me. I'm like, but whatever. I mean, that's the rule. Um, but I, I didn't even know. Like, honestly, I had no idea <laughs> that Nene was signed on to a contract. I had no idea. So that was that was news to me. And to find out that they got voided, I'm like, oh. Uh, I got understood. They just wanted. Like, I, I get what you're well, saying. Well, and that's the other thing. You, you... Where's the players' association here? Like being like, yeah, <laughs> like you can't do this. What the fuck? This was totally right. within the rules of everything. Like we mm-hmm. want to represent our player here and say you have to fucking – like if this contract was in the rules of your collective bargaining agreement, our collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement, like you have to fucking uphold this. 
Like, I totally think the Rockets should fucking take their ass to court and be like, yo, we abided by every what single rule in the book. Like, what the fuck? Right. Right. And I, dude, I think they should. I think they should do it. Um, we'll see if they do, but I don't know. I I, I just think it's I, – I definitely think it's funny that the Nets um, essentially got to manipulate the cap. Um, in order to give DeAndre Jordan the contract that he wanted and still give um, KD and Kyrie max contracts um, in, in, the exact, in the exact same fashion that the Rockets were trying to manipulate the cap in order to um, use Nene as a, as a $10 million trade chip with out having to pay him $10 million. Like, I don't see a fucking difference. I really don't. I don't see a difference in that at all. Like, I mean, I get it. One, one way is one way, one way is the other as far as likely incentives and unlikely incentives. But, like, come on, dude. It's, it's the same fucking thing. Come on, Adam. Like, grow up. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. All right, Isaiah mm-hmm. Thomas, he's going to be out six to eight weeks with the torn ligament in his left thumb. Um, yeah, that sucks. I, I mean, I really feel bad for him. This motherfucker cannot stay healthy. His tweet was lame, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. Joe's <laughs> mm-hmm. just like, Joe's like, yeah, that tweet was... If your injury is bad, but your tweet's worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, that sucks. Anything you want to add to that? No, I feel so bad for him, though, because I was like, I love, I love Isaiah Thomas, and uh, I've been, I felt bad for him since that trade from to Cleveland. He's just never been healthy since, and every time he's right. healthy, it's already too late in the season to really mean anything for anybody. Um, right. And then he finally he's probably the only, even... he's probably the only Celtics player you've ever really liked. <laughs> it's true. It's probably the only one. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very true. Isaiah uh, Thomas. I've always liked Isaiah though. He was the last pick in the draft. He's this little dude. Yeah. He can score like like a fucking dynamite. I've always been intrigued by Isaiah Thomas. Uh, and then you know he really put it. You know he gave it all out for the Celtics and ended up you know. Fucking himself up, he got hurt, um, and he's never really been the same since. And he finally had a chance to, you know, go to Washington and possibly even become the starting point guard with John Wall out, and now he's out for six to eight weeks. So I mean, that's another fucking thing. And I was like, come on, man, you're so small. How can you be always this hurt? There's no weight on you. <laughs> I just don't get it. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, fucking. Hope hope he gets better, man. Um, prayers, all that to it. Um, I mean, the guy's a fucking tank. Um, he, I mean, he really is. He, um, what he did for Boston. Um, yeah. you know, after he lost his sister, it's just. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna live on forever. Um, and I, and yeah. frankly, you know what? I'm so fucking pissed off that Boston didn't bring him back this year. Like. I, I, agree. I really am. What the fuck? Like, I really think they should have. I think... I thought that would have been a great You story. know? Yeah. 
I really do. And, like, I think he would have totally been down for it. And I think he would have let bygones be bygones. And, like, they didn't do it. They drafted, like, a bunch of guards and then just decided that's the route they were going to go, which is fine. I mean, if you think Romeo Lankford is, like, your future, cool. I don't. But, you know, maybe you I mean, prove me wrong. Fine. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I wasn't. I wasn't happy about that. Um, so I was happy to see that he did land, a, you know, a gig in, in Washington. It, it sucks that he's, you know, already fucking banged up again. Um, but as far as his tweet, lame tweet, like, you don't play defense anyway. So, it's like, I mean, I know that's supposed to be the joke, but, yeah, it, it right. wasn't a good joke. Um, true. But, uh, but nevertheless, you know, we all, we all make shitty jokes. Uh, I'll forgive him there. Yeah. Uh, all right. NBA, they they have approved stiffer tampering penalties. Um, in a quote uh, from Adam Silver, he said, we need to ensure that we're creating a culture of compliance in this league. Uh, our teams want to know that they're competing on a level playing field and, frankly, don't want to feel disadvantaged if they are adhering to our existing rules. Um, sure. No one ad- adheres to your existing rules. So what the fuck are we talking about? And if anyone does adhere to your existing rules, um, they're fucking stupid and they shouldn't be GMs. Like, come on now. Like, this is fucking stupid. They're, like, they're talking about like $10 million fines and shit. Um, do it. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it, like, do, do, you, it. do you agree with this? Like, <laughs> Joel, what are your thoughts on this? This is stupid, right? Uh, I it, it is kind of stupid, but there's a part of me that's like, I feel like I've been screwed more than anyone due to, due to tampering. So you know what? Fuck them all. Fuck How them do all. you feel like you've been screwed more than I anyone due know. to tampering? I feel like there's been a lot of tampering involved, <laughs> and somehow I got screwed. And so you know what? Fuck them all. You feel screwed because your team tampered and then fucked it up. Like, that doesn't count. No, there was tampering, and then there was extra tampering on top of our tampering. And so it didn't work to our favor. So sue them all. <laughs> Don't want to find everybody. Matter of fact, stop. All right. Give me that bullet. The Nets should have been fined ten times over. Yeah, we didn't know the KD was coming until he's told us right. on the internet. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we just, we just, like on a whim decided to trade uh, uh, eighteen point yeah. five million dollars of Alan Crabb's salary uh, and two first round picks, uh, you know, to the Hawks, you know, for to open up cap space, uh, you know. Cause Torian Prince, he's worth it. He's worth that trade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. No. I mean, there, there. But that's the thing, man. Here's here's what it is in a fucking nutshell. Like, just fucking make the fucking free agency before the draft. Like, just fucking do it already. I, it already exists I agree. before the draft. Just fucking make it happen before the draft. Make it happen. Fucking like as soon as fucking um, the the you know uh, the uh, NBA championship uh, game or, or series uh, the finals is over, then you know 
boom, right into free agency, and then just postpone the draft for a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand why that's such a big deal. And honestly, like, here's the other thing. Like, look, if all of this free agency shit with Kawhi Leonard had happened beforehand, um, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there would be, like, more suitors for Chris Paul, and he wouldn't have to spend, like, half of his – fucking year in OKC where they obviously just want to trade him. They're just waiting to find a team to trade him to, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I I don't know. I think, I think there's merits to, I think we've gotten to the point where the league is so um, transient that it, it would make more sense to now do free agency before the draft, know what you have, Trade what you want to trade, trade for what you want to trade for, and then be able to go into the draft with most of your things intact and then maybe some stranglers that, you know, go through or whatever. But I don't know. I I, I think that's the answer here. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I I, I, I do think um, – Everything I, I personally like what you said before about starting it right before the draft. I think that will. Uh, I just I don't know why waste any time. Like like why why they 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 take too much time doing all these moves here and there. And and I don't get me wrong, I do like the suspense. Uh, but I also and there's a lot of drama that goes around it. And we sit here for days talking over shit. Like it's it's fun, and I truly do enjoy it. <laughs> but. I think uh, it'd be easier to maintain if, it, like you said, it came before the draft, and then like you give the draft a little more shine. Uh, it just it's easier to get the shit out of the way. It will avoid all this tampering bullshit. Uh, right. You know that's the and whole point. It would point. fix your hat problem. It yeah. would fix your hat problem. It would. with the draft. Like mm-hmm. all these guys, all these, it would. All these, I fucking all these hate, trades and I everything would that. be done. Yeah, I hate I know. the hat problem because why give them the hat if you know they're not going to stay there? And then they have to take a picture with that stupid hat. That's not their team, man. <laughs> That's so stupid. Right. So, <laughs> like, it would fix that, too. It fixes all the problems. Yeah, it would. It's the fucking yeah. – like, I don't, I don't understand why it's not – I mean, Daryl Morey came with it uh, a, a few years ago. I've been saying it for a couple of years um, with you know in, independent invention style or whatever. I think, um, but like, I think it happen. just makes sense. It just makes sense on yeah. so many fucking levels. Like you, you really right. should just do free agency before the draft, um, mm-hmm. and like you can have it run simultaneous. Like, like, it, like you don't have to end free agency obviously before the draft. Like you just start free agency and then postpone the draft. And then, you know, like, it's honestly, dude, like, it's not like we need summer league. Like, I think, like, look at where we are right now um, and where we are with, with sports and everything else, um, specifically mm-hmm. with basketball. Like, dude, it would probably be beneficial for them to start the NBA summer league maybe two or three weeks later. Like, there's not been a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, if you want this to be a fucking – 365 day a year thing, like maybe starting mm-hmm. summer league a little later actually would be maybe kind of fucking beneficial. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like start summer league or um, excuse me, start free agency earlier, 
postpone the draft, do the draft after the bulk of free agency, start summer league later, and then, mm-hmm. you know, fucking maybe that rolls into some, you know, downtime or whatever. But, like, come on. Like, there's no reason. There's really no reason. That helps the draft do. process, too. You're like, oh, now I know it who does. I need to draft. <laughs> like, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, and that and that's the thing in a nutshell. Like you don't know what you need to draft because you don't know what you what you need to get. And like, right? You know, and that may not be true for all teams, but it's at least true for some teams. Like, right. I mean, think of how many teams that had to call audibles um, uh, in in off season this year. I mean, I, obviously your team uh, had to do it, but like, just like look at the Jazz, man. Like the Jazz. <laughs> Uh, and granted, they didn't have a draft pick because they, you know, they traded for Conley. But like, they thought for sure they were getting Miritich, and then all of a sudden, this motherfucker decided he wanted to go live in Spain. So like, he did it, and they were like, "Fuck, right. we got, we got to fucking change everything." Um, what, what those, are, those are important things that can affect your draft status. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. That's crazy. Um, Someone chose to go to Barcelona but, like, over Utah. I guess that, and based on right. my city, I understand it. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes just living tradition, man. It, it, it means yeah, a lot. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, that's that's your solution, Adam Silver. Like, you you, you can send my check in the mail. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little LaMelo, man. LaMelo Ball. Uh-oh. He's reportedly grown to six foot seven and is now, according to some, garnering comparisons to Luka Doncic. Uh, dude's like a combo guard. Um, he's mm-hmm. playing overseas. He played in like a Tasmanian league recently or some shit. Um, and yeah. uh, it was balling, straight fucking balling. He's starting to get some talk about potentially being the number one overall pick. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I I'm here for it, man. I I fucking love it. Uh, I. Actually, really like Lonzo Ball. Um, I, I not a big fan of Levar. Um, I feel bad for uh, Leangelo, who's like the the quintessential middle child who gets no attention. Um, yeah. Uh, but like Lamelo, dude, like he was six three like a year ago, and all of a sudden this motherfucker's six seven. He's like six seven point guard who's just fucking balling. Uh, I'm hyped, man. I'm gonna have to start. Catching up with this kid. Uh, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on this? It's funny you mentioned that because I just saw a list and he's on the top five uh, players listed. Uh, I think he was ranked number three uh, for like what the next year's draft. And I'm like, and he's listed at six seven. I'm like, damn, did he grow? <laughs> like, like, what did I miss out on? Uh, he's he's a big point guard, and apparently he is the most talented of the three ball brothers. Uh, at least based on what I've heard, um, but I, I don't know. I don't really don't know how to. I, I mean, is he? Is he really that good? I mean, I, I, living with Lavar, I mean, it looks like to me at least that um, Lonzo managed to like is somewhat normal based on the fact that he's the older one. So it was before popularity became a thing, and then like now that they've pretty much like this kid is like has to be a somewhat of a mini diva. I can't imagine he's not a little bit of a diva <laughs> living that life. But, I mean, well, I'm sure. if he comes in and balls, you know, 
Uh, I doubt there's going to be the same drama that had happened with Lonzo. So who knows? I mean, if he gets good, he's going to play, and they'll be the second ball brother in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's basically what it boils down to. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of hyped on it because, like, a 6-7 a combo guard – um, mm-hmm. who can score better than Lonzo, um, but might still yeah. have the playmaking ability. Um, mm-hmm. I doubt he'll be as good as a, of a defender as Lonzo. Lonzo's a really fucking good defender, um, and and players like that don't don't just grow in trees. Like I I, that's true. I, you know I I'll we'll see. Um, but like, dude, if this kid could be better than Lonzo, that's going to be fucking huge. Like, that's going to be so mm-hmm. fucking, like, it's, it's going to be a gonna, lot of media attention gonna, around it for sure. It's going to give us a lot of shit to talk about. And that's what I like about it. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's uh, true. And true. you know what? Like whatever team he ends up on, like, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, like, let me ask you this just real quick. Um, so he can enter the draft next year. Um, would you like for mm-hmm. him to be on your Knicks? Ooh, if he's available, and let's say we're really bad, uh, I, man, that's really tough. If he's you don't even have to be really bad, man. You just have to get like a top pick. I mean, draft reform, you know. Uh, that's true. You don't really have to be bad anymore. This new draft reform, you six. It's no good number one. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> Um, I think I might, man. Like, I, I really have high hopes for Dennis Smith Jr. It depends on how good Dennis really is this year. He comes out, well, this is going to be his fourth year, right? So if Dennis comes out and it's not as good as expected, he, I want him third year. So this is going yeah. on his third year. Like, this is, this is the time to show up, you know? And I, I do believe he'll be there, but if he doesn't, I mean, you got to look towards the future. And then a big point guard, like, like, like that, I mean, it's hard to pass up on. He's a good prospect, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I. You know who I want him to go to? Hmm. Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it would be so funny. Oh boy! Like uh, you know Charlotte, what? Be great. I wouldn't hate it. Uh, they can use. I mean, it, he'd be good for. for him. Yeah, he I mean, would. I mean, he's. I'm sure he's going to be better than Terry Rozier for his career. Um, at least, oh, I, well, I'm not sure, but, um, you know. I mean, Ouch. He, he's definitely got a higher ceiling <laughs> at this point, um, yeah, given yeah. that, you know, Terry's got much higher floor. But, um, right, right. But nevertheless, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I think that'd be funny. I think, especially if he ended up, like, on Michael Jordan's team. You know, like that—that'd be really funny. Right. Um. Oh, speaking of which, we didn't have this in our notes, no. but it just reminded me of it. Uh, what do you think about Michael Jordan oh. trying to sell part of the uh, um, Hornets? I don't know. I'm not sure. I know it still would be keeping the majority, so I wouldn't really be much of a yeah. Maybe the, the no. He's just trying to—he's trying to make some money, man. Right, right. He's like this, so, this NBA teams are worth so much money. I'm just gonna fucking sell out part of it, uh, and and yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. like give me that money. Um, yeah, it seems like a very MJ thing to do. I I fucking love MJ as a player. MJ to me is mm-hmm. is still the fucking goat. 
Um, mm-hmm. if, if you made me pick, I, I really don't like the whole GOAT conversation, but if you made me pick, he's the GOAT. Um, but uh, I really fucking hate him as an owner. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> he's one of the worst owners in the league. Um, <laughs> so, like, I, I this does not surprise me. He's, like, trying to cut cost. He's like, we're going to suck for yeah. the next, like, fucking seven years. So I'm going to sell off part of this franchise. Uh, when our, so when, bad. You know, these too, TV like... deals. Yeah, these TV deals are at their apex. Um, and, uh, you know, who wants to buy in? <laughs> it's like. Um, oh, man. <laughs> not, no, not me. I don't, I don't want to buy in. That sounds terrible. Like, I mean, unless you want to just sell me the team. So I can like have it going for no, 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 I don't want to sell you the team, but you could own five percent. I'll, I'll get you courtside. Welcome to Bud City. So I can fucking watch Terry Rozier go fucking seven <laughs> for fucking twenty three. Like fuck that. Like no, I don't want to watch that. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Another shot. So, <laughs> I, Poor I'm Terry, sorry, dude. Yeah, I, all the beef right now. <laughs> no, I mean I I like Terry. It's just um I like Terry. you know, I mean he's he's streaky, you know. I mean he's bound to go seven for twenty three at some point in this year. We know this. Um but uh but yeah, um I don't know. I I I don't like the move by MJ. I mean I think it's smart. I just I think it's also kind of um, mischievous, I guess. Uh, yeah, not a fan. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, let's move on. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Katie because there's been some reports that have indicated a possible Katie return this season. What are your thoughts on this? I am 100% fucking against this. Like, a, I'm 100% against the reports because mm-hmm. who? Who the fuck is saying he might be back? Like, where the fuck are you getting this information? I think it's fucking bullshit. But, like, secondly, Mm -hmm. like, no. Do not bring him back this year. Like, it's one thing to have Kevin Durant lead your team. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a whole nother thing to have Kyrie Irving lead your team throughout the whole year. Um, And then throw in Kevin Durant and have him – like try to like juxtapose with uh fucking Kyrie and figure out the fit and everything on the fly in the playoffs. Like fuck that dude. That's a terrible fucking idea. Just fucking send him out the year, let your team fall where they may and fucking like come back with it next year. That's at least that's my thoughts. What do you what do you think? I say let him play, man. Bring him back early, uh, just so uh, he can possibly lose the whole rupture, motherfucker. <laughs> Joel, when are you gonna let I'm him spiteful. go? I'm spiteful. Let him come back early. I dare you. I dare you. Hear me? I know you're listening to me. I dare you to come back early. I dare you. <laughs> God damn it, Joel. Oh, what are we even asking? I'm gonna just stop asking you questions about Kevin Durant. I'm just going to save him for Juwan and fucking Luke. Um, 
All I right. dare him. Let's I dare on. him, Nick. I swear to God, Nick, I dare him. I got better. you. We heard you. We heard you. All right, let's move on. Uh, the Grizzlies are seemingly cool with Iggy sitting out. Um, I I mean, I, I do they have a choice? <laughs> I mean, I think I Iggy was like, I'm going to sit out. And they were like, cool. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that's <laughs> how it went. Um, but nevertheless, like, smart on their part. Like, oh. don't, don't make a big deal out of it. They finally conceded. That's what happened. They finally conceded. Yeah. There's been a like, lot of back and forth. But no, well, but they, didn't, like, they didn't concede. <laughs> wait, wait. They didn't concede because conceding would be, would be like cutting him. Like, that would be conceding. Well, I mean, um, by conceding, I mean, they, they, they stopped asking him to come. Because they've been asking him. He's right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, because, like, the reports, like, three weeks ago were, like, they are reportedly going to ask him to report to training camp, blah, blah, blah. Right, um, right, right. Right. But, like, nevertheless, like, it, it, this is a win-win, really. Like, like you don't want to give up your money, Andre. Cool. Just sit out. Grizzlies are, like, I mean, we don't – I mean, we don't really need you to report. Well, I mean – I mean, I'm sure there's some, like, information. That, like, I'm sure, like, you being here as a veteran could help somebody. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's, like, at the end of the day, like, it's not terribly important. Like, you just, yeah, chill. Just fucking stay in shape. That's all we ask you. Like, just stay in shape. And, um, you know, when, when you know, uh, what, December 15th? Uh, comes around, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna really fucking amp up the trade talks, um, and and that's where we're at, and that makes total fucking sense. Um, Andre didn't play a lot of regular season minutes the last like two or three seasons for the Warriors. Um, he really amped it up in the playoffs. So like all of this is just a formality. It makes sense to me, um, <laughs> but I do I do think it's funny that they're like they're like. Like you said, they were basically the reports went from the you know uh, Andre Iguodala wants a buyout. The you know they're the, the the Grizzlies want him to report to training camp, and then you know the next report is oh the Grizzlies and Andre Iguodala have agreed to uh, you know essentially let him not participate <laughs> in basketball activities. Um, but this is what we all expected. It's what makes sense. Let him sit out, stay healthy, and we'll trade you when the time comes. Cool. We've all reached a fucking agreement because, again, like we said last week, you ain't leaving a lot of money on the table, Andre. So that's the way it goes. Um, Anything else you want to add to that? No, I mean, just end it. I just want him to be somewhere so he can actually contribute instead of sitting there and collecting dust. (laughs) <laughs> sure. All right. Well, with that in mind, where do you want to go? Because we're entering our next segment. Our biggest questions going into the league. We got about thirty minutes left total left. Uh, where will Iggy be? Where will Iggy be? Oh, I think. Oh man, well, it really depends. Is it going to be a trade? Is it going to be a buyout? Because if he gets bought out, and he has trade, there ain't going to be no buyout. I mean, no? Okay, well, <laughs> I'm like, oh, then maybe the Lakers. But who knows? I, I really don't know what I'm Somewhere. 
Ah, oh, but where? Oh, that's the question, no? Um, yeah. Uh, the problem is I really – I don't know. I don't know well, who would trade for him, who has the room, who wants the, that better, who needs that set. that wouldn't trade for him? I'm trying to think. I'm like, like, who, like what team is missing Who's got that, that matching $17 million salary? <laughs> that too. It's got to be a playoff um, team that, need, that can use a dude coming off the bench like that. I mean, I would say Denver. Denver is definitely a Denver. Um, he knows Denver. A team. Um, yes, he does. That would, um, that would be I would interesting. Say, um, just as far as like matching salary, they have it. Uh, Will Barton and um, uh, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, the other Hernan Gomez. One show. Hernan Gomez. One. Um, yeah, one. Yeah, I think you, you, you pair those two salaries together. Um that that um is enough. You probably have to throw in a couple seconds or a first or whatever. Um but you know that that okay. uh that would get it done. Um hold on, I got I, I got one. Well hold on. Let me check the salaries that? real quick. But I think I think I got one. Hold on. Let okay. me just check the uh, let me check the money. Sure, sure, sure. Um let me try to think of another one. Um Ooh. How much is he making Milwaukee, right now? Milwaukee could be interesting. Um, uh, how much is Iggy making? Like seventeen? Yeah, seventeen five. 17? I think. How about to Dallas for Tim Hardaway? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, no, because you'd have to throw in a pit, and like Dallas ain't got no picks. Well, they. I mean, they. Why they're trying very. They could send out a second round pick. Like, why get out of first? Yeah, but like, you gotta take, you gotta take fucking Hardaway for two seasons. Like, I, nah, I wouldn't do that. No, that's true. I mean, yeah, and it's a player option. Yeah. Nah, nah, I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Houston's obviously there. I like um, that idea for a second. They have oh, they have Courtney Lee too. You can just trade Courtney Lee, twelve million. Yeah, there you go. I I mean that makes more sense. Um, I'm just trying to get rid of bigger salary and more of a log jam there with him. Sure. Let me see. Yeah, but oh, I think that might work. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna be very dependent on where they are. Um, speaking that's of very true. dependent on where they are, uh, Sacramento. Um, like maybe Sacramento. I mean, they they went out and signed Trevor Ariza. Um, maybe they could, if he doesn't work out, maybe they could flip Trevor him Ariza. and a yeah, couple of second round picks. Like, and and essentially that's what we're getting at here. Like, at the very bottom line of everything, like you are going to find teams that will give you. Expiring salary and second round picks for fucking Andre Iguodala, even at seventeen million dollars. No fucking doubt, no fucking doubt in our minds. So why the fuck would you cut him? You wouldn't. Uh, I'm good on them for for figuring that out. Um, I out of any team, I really, I really, really want to see him go to the Blazers. I just think of course you do. they need 
they really fucking need a forward, man. They need a fucking legit small forward. So they can fucking pair up with those guys. You're out? You don't like it? I don't hate it. I'm just like, how are they going to get them? <laughs> like, I mean, like, he's like, I don't know, Kent Daysmore in a first-round pick. Daysmore. I mean, and, and if you're... Huh? For the Lakers? No, no. For the, no, for the fucking Blazers. Blazers. Oh, Trailblazers. I thought you said Lakers. I'm like, wait a no, minute. No, not the fucking Lakers, baseball. man. God damn it. No, the Blazers. I, I, I want to see him on the Blazers. Oh, Blazers. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Oh, that might Lakers. work. Wouldn't yeah, that be yeah, great? Portland. Yeah. I thought yeah, you were in like, Los Angeles. My bad. No. Nah, okay. Man. Okay, um, that does make sense. Okay. Wow. 19 yeah, that be... Mother of God. <laughs> One yeah, year, I mean, Baysmore's still. making... Baysmore's like 19.2. Um, so, I mean, that's matching. Um, and... Like you could just trade that straight up for him and throw in a first round pick yeah. for them taking on the like extra, I don't know, one and a half million dollars in salary, and right. um, like yeah, I mean that that seems that's like true. a fair deal, especially because like you know, but I feel like Memphis would know they're going to get that that pick, you know, like mm-hmm. they could they could make the protection such that they know they're going to get it, um. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think Iguodala would be fucking amazing for the Blazers. Like, um, like him and CJ or uh, uh, Dame and CJ and him, uh, Niggy, uh, and you know, whatever else you fucking can cobble together. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that, gotcha. that team's really. <laughs> um, I I think I still think they need to make multiple trades, but. Um, but that's 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 definitely one that I think would be good. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Portland. I'm gonna say they they pony up. Um, I definitely don't think there's gonna be a buyout. I think it's I, honestly I think it's either a team like Portland or um, there is a possibility that there's like this weird little bidding war between the teams in Los Angeles. Um, and one of them ends up with him, but uh, I just don't know what the Lakers have to offer. Like you said earlier, when you thought I was referring to the Lakers, they don't yeah. really. Well, have I was looking at it, I'm like, they really don't. <laughs> no, unless they want to trade Mo Harkless, the Clippers could trade Mo Harkless. Right. I mean, hey, Mo Harkless and uh, fucking Lou Williams or. Mo Harkless oh, no. and I'm not, I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying I'm just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> like, oh, no. Mo Harkless and Montrezl Harrell, like you know, I mean that's a, either one of those trades work. Um, so yeah, I think Mo Harkless um, makes eleven anyway. by himself, pretty much even. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right, uh, CP3. Where do we think he ends up? CP3. I, I don't know. I, 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 apparently, the only team interested right now is Miami. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm not opposed to seeing him go to Miami if they're willing to pony up the, the pieces. Um, it probably won't be something that happens until maybe he's turned that line or whatever, but 
I think they have the assets. It's just a matter of them pulling the trigger. Um, but is it worth it, you know, considering how old he is and all the money he's going to be, you know, bringing in the next couple of years? Hmm. Let's see. Chris Paul is making 38 this year, 41, 44. So he's going to be making lots of dough. Miami. Where are they? Miami has they have a guy Gordon Dragic who makes basically twenty million and got one more year left. That he'll definitely be in any trade that that goes to Oklahoma City. Um, shit, they probably can give him away and someone small, some other small piece, uh, like anybody, and they can definitely make the trade work and maybe a pick or something. Um. But, you know, as he's an older guy, it's just really a matter of, like, do they want to do that? And, I mean, how many years does right. Chris Paul realistically have left in his tank? You know, and he's that, 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 that those type of things. Because how good will he be in that last year? That's really the question you got to ask yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with the Heat, um, I, I do think it's the Heat. Um, they just I, – I, I think – for the reason they're reported on, it has as much to do with they just make the most sense as it has to do mm-hmm. with like actual reporting. <laughs> um, I, I I really do. I I mean I think you just cobble together um, Dragic, Waiters, and Myers Leonard. Yeah, and you throw those three contracts together, and then you yeah. know. That essentially is, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's about that's about four million dollars more than um, Chris Paul's salary, and so you know the the Thunder say we'll give you Chris Paul and we want you to take back I don't know Mike Muscala and Andre no not Robertson that's way too much um, oh shit what's his name Abdel Nader like that's that's within a million dollars of uh, each other. Um, I think that still keeps the thunder under the luxury tax, but um, reduces Miami's payroll. What? Uh, I got. I got a proposition. And, what? What okay. if Miami goes all in and not just takes Chris Paul? It takes Gallinari in that trade. Uh, well, one year left. Sure, but. Yeah, twenty. You'd have what? to give. You'd have to give you some yeah. considerable amount back for that, though. Yeah, you need what? Let's say what? Fifty million dollars together? Fifty like fifty something, fifty five, something like that. Yeah. You Dragic, you can give up Maya Leonard. You can give up Waiters. Uh, maybe Kelly Olynyk. I mean, that's that's it right there. I think that'll do it. Match. Yeah, I mean it'd be maybe something like that. Um hold on. Let me pull this up. Um I think actually I mean I actually <laughs> think that's interesting. I mean obviously I think I think you would have to I think in that case you'd have to give up Winslow though. Like I I, think I, so? I don't think you could Yeah. I mean don't you Because like, Miami I mean, would I think Miami at that point Miami would be giving away picks. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't know if I maybe. Wait, 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 wait
They only have one pick to give away at this point. That's it. They've given up all their other picks. they got one pick left. Yeah. They definitely have the salary, and I guess they would have to give up. Uh, it really depends. Because those two guys, it's not like none of those two guys are younger guys. And is not super old or anything, but I think you, you you make a really strong playoff push if you do that. You get two instead of the one. You know, sure, but like, great fucking I, year, you know? I, I, I feel uh, like I agree with you, but I feel like this is the same conversation we had on opposite ends. Um, last year when I was saying the same thing about Gasol and Conley, like I was saying, because remember they had the they had the rumor that um, Gasol was going to be traded to the Raptors. It was like right mm-hmm. before it happened, and I was I'll like, they need a fucking yeah, right. And I was like, they need to throw in fucking Lowry and fucking get Conley and all that right, shit. Right. And like it didn't happen. And I was like, I would have liked it a lot more if they had thrown in Lowry and gotten Conley. Um, I think I feel like that's kind of the same thing here. Like you're just you're asking right. a little too much. Yeah, like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that much. You're not gonna get Gallinari right. too. I I just don't feel like you will. Um, but I mean, if you could get Chris Paul for Drogic, Leonard, and Waiters, um, and maybe a protected future protected first round pick, um, I mean, and and, and granted, like, um. Like, the reason the fucking Thunder would want to do this is Leonard is expiring, Dragic is expiring, uh, Waiters only has two more years. So, like, that in and of itself is, like, a lot of incentive to do this deal, um, to get out from underneath um, the gargantuan contract that is Chris Paul's, um, despite the fact that he's a great player. Um, but, like, I mean, if, if you're... If you're the Thunder, I mean, I, I don't feel like that's terrible. Just getting out of the contract. I mean, you've already got the money, or you've already got the perks from the Russell Westbrook contract. Um, if you can just, like, get out from underneath the the contract that you have to give for it, and I just don't know who else you're going to, like, that's try to pawn Chris Paul off on. You know? Right. That's what I mean. That's yeah. the big question. Um, like I mean, there's a couple teams, but I mean it's the same teams we were talking about for Russell Westbrook, and I don't know. It it almost gets even thinner when it's Chris Paul, just because of the age. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I but I think we're we're in uh, agreement that it's it's still the heat, the heat of the team. That's the team yeah. that's gonna have to now. If Chris Paul was committed to staying in Oklahoma City, I actually would like Oklahoma City a lot. I don't know. There's something about that team. I know. Like. Dude. Dude. <laughs> All right. If, if you was committed to staying there, I actually think you could yeah. fucking make – I think OKC can make a very enticing uh, offer for Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah, possibly, um, yeah. Oh, dude. Not even possibly. Just, they totally fucking good. Like they have Shea Gill just selling Um they mm-hmm. have Terrence Ferguson, um they they should should Darius Baisley. Um like those are three young players that are really good. Um and then you got a bunch of contract filler. I mean you got uh Steven Adams, uh you've got uh uh Gallinari, uh and, and like these aren't even like 
like quote unquote concert seller. These are like good players who maybe are slightly overpaid or whatever. Um, but like, you know, like, I mean, they totally have the wherewithal to be able to make a deal for Beal. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I would love to see it happen. I think, I think Chris Paul and Bradley Beal would be fucking awesome. I think that'd be a very good, um, like one two punch. I think Beal has just the right amount of James Harden to fit with. CP3 without the extra that doesn't fit with CP3. Um, but uh, nevertheless, uh, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But Beal should be dealt somewhere. Where do you think he ends up? That's a really good question. I guess it really depends on who's willing to give up what. Uh, and I think he deserves to be on a bigger, uh, 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 legit team. Uh, he'd be an interesting third piece of that Lakers squad uh, if they're willing to give up the right assets. But what do they got? Again, we've done this. Right? We've been through this. <laughs> um, Ain't that shit? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for me, I again I haven't really thought much about where would I send you there. Um, Bradley Beal. Hmm, don't know, man. I have no idea where he's That's the problem. Fit. That is the, the biggest problem with Beal is there's not really a team out there who has the value to give you for Beal. Like mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at if you look at just recently what the Pelicans got for AD, like I'm not saying that's the kind of haul that you would expect for Beal, um, no. but you would expect something like fifty mm-hmm. percent of that, seventy percent of that, fifty to seventy percent of that. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of teams out there that have that to give who would be looking for him. I think the Nets. Or a team that could maybe potentially not. make a deal. Um, maybe not to give up I think the Sixers have to give up pick. Yeah. Yeah. Sixers, yes. Yeah. Yes. All of the above. Sixers would have to give up Harris. Um, many, 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 many picks. They. Uh, I don't know if they'd have to give up Richardson. I would only because I don't know if you would want a guy who's only on two years. A two-year deal. Um, I would. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you would just because of the value of of his contract. But if you weren't to give up Richardson, I think you'd have to give up both Smith, Zaire Smith, and maybe even Matisse Thybul. Both of your two like wing players who you know have a lot of potential. Um, and 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 like I said, picks on picks. Um, I think Denver. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to give up Gary Harris and uh, Hernan Gomez, and I don't know who else. Uh, um, uh, Beasley or uh, shit, what's his fucking name? Um, uh, fuck, I forgot his name. The motherfucker hasn't played in two years, so don't blame me. Used to play for Missouri. 
Uh, his brother's name is Jordan. Uh, for Denver, uh, they're forward. The guy is, keeps getting hurt. Michael. The Millsap? Oh, Michael Porter? Thank you. Michael Porter Jr. You'd have to throw him in there. Uh, and you probably have to throw in like two future first there, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I don't – see, I just don't – I don't know if Denver does that. I think they should do that. I don't know if they do. But maybe the they should because – I don't know. Gary Harris, really good defender. Um, Bradley Beal, like pretty good defender. Average. Not a very good defender. Um, Gary Harris, really good defender. Um, so again, I don't know. It's it is hard. It's hard to prognosticate where um, Beal may or may not end up, especially because Washington seems very content on not fucking trading him, which is. So fucking stupid. Uh, you should be <laughs> actively trying to trade him. Um, yep. Very, very, Maybe very, very haul. much so. Yes. Like, you fucking the do it. Like, are you kidding me? If, dude, if mm-hmm. I was the owner of the <clears throat> of the Washington Wizards <clears throat> and witnessed the fucking Paul George trade, I would be mm-hmm. despondent. Like, I would be in my room for, like, four hours. Like, why the fuck didn't we hire a fucking GM? Like, dude, if I could have gotten, like, I don't know, two-thirds of that haul uh, that they got for Paul George, I'd have been really fucking happy. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think they probably could have. Um, But, hey. uh, All right. uh, Gallo. Gallinari. Where do you think he might end up? Portland. I'm gonna say Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like the right fit, right? <laughs> it really does, man. It just seems like it makes so much fucking sense. Um, he can play the three. He can play the four. They essentially have no people who can do that. They don't have anybody on their right. team who can play the three and the four. They have yeah. a lot well, of dudes who can play the four and the five. They have a lot of dudes who right. can play two and three. They got nobody to play three and four. Yeah, they're really, they're gonna try so, their hats off with uh, Hazonia this year. See if Hazonia can do it. <laughs> I think, yeah. Well, you know, power to him. Um, Good yeah. luck. All right. Play this. <laughs> uh, all right. Roko, Robert Covington. Uh, anywhere but where he's at. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. Like just some team. Some contender trade for him, please. Like, put him on a fucking winning team and watch him do cool things. Like, guy plays right. defense, guy hits shots. Like, like, what more do you want? And guy makes ten point three million dollars or eleven point three million dollars. Like, that's great. Like, oh, he's shit. the perfect complimentary player to so many teams. He could be on the Blazers. He could be on the Lakers. He could be on the Clippers. He could be on any team, but the fucking Timberwolves weren't doing shit. Like, just fucking trade him, man. Try to at least shop and see what you can get for him. Like, he deserves to be on a winning team. All right. Um, all right, we got about four minutes left. Um, so I guess we'll probably end it here. Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, who is the East? Third best team. Uh, so I think we all have 
the Bucks mm-hmm. and the Sixers as the two best teams mm-hmm. in the East. I'm not asking you who's going to have the third best record, but who is the third best team in the East? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm thinking personally uh, it's going to be between Boston and Indiana. And it's a swing. I don't know for sure. That's a tough one for me. I want to say Boston because it's Boston. (laughs) Um, But Indiana, they got a good squad. I think they have a good squad. Um, So it's like one of those things. I do like me some bonus. So I'll be cheering for him to be (laughs) now the new starting time forward. So. Um, then they got Bronson down and Mr. Efficient, you know. Ah, I I just like the way they're putting They got a nice six man in Jeremy Lamb off the bench. Um, okay. they got decent point guards besides after I me mean, right after Bronson, like right behind they got um Aaron Holiday. I think they had Justin Holiday. <laughs> um, they got uh, yeah. They got both the holidays, and they got uh, uh, T.J. McConnell. They got T.J. McConnell as the third point guard. I guess they got five guys for Indiana. Point guard. Makes sense. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> I like this squad, man. They got your favorite uh, guy I never heard of, but be the what the top say or whatever they mean. Um, oh yeah, Google up Yeah, they got Google. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> they got him. They got um, yeah, they, they got a decent squad. They got probably the whitest team in the NBA. But you know what? It's all good. <laughs> this is still pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, I like nah, them. I mean, they have. They got a chance. I, I do. TJ Warren. I like TJ Warren. TJ Warren's good. Um, they got a lot of good players. They got. They still got uh, Dougie McBuckets. Um, they do got Dougie McBuckets. So, like, there's that. Um, That's probably Mm -hmm. the worst contract that they have, which is, like, $7.3 million. So, that's not terrible. Um, So, yeah. No, I mean, I I, I like their squad. I think they they got a good squad. It's it's all going to basically depend on Vic. That's going to be, can Oladipo be healthy healthy. and be the player he was? Can Brogdon stay healthy? And how does this team all fit together? Um, can they make a trade, whether it be Savonis or Miles? You know, that, yeah, that's going to be big. Like, can they can they swing for the fences and make a deal? Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, I I feel like the same thing is true for the Heat. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. really high on the Heat, but yeah. Um, could they make a move? I also feel the same thing is true for Orlando. Could, could Orlando? Orlando. My Dude, problem Orlando I've always is been I don't trust Orlando. I, I slept on them <laughs> last season, and then they fucking proved I'll me wrong. Well I was like, God damn it! I picked you the year before. What the fuck was going on? Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I like Orlando. Um, I think Gordon can make a leap. I think uh, they got a lot of good players <laughs> on their team. Uh. I think you could package Jonathan Isaac and and Bamba and get something really good in in return. Um, yeah, I think so too. I don't They're know good. what Those that are two is. Those nice yet. young pieces. Right. Yeah. I don't They're know raw, what that is yet. Very raw. <laughs> but 
but maybe it's a Bradley Beal. I don't know. Um, or maybe it's something entirely different. Who knows? But um, who knows? But uh, but yeah. Miami could probably make a movie anyway. with Bradley Beal. Tyler Hero. I like that too. Yeah. Good. I do too. All right. Let's end it. Peace. Peace.